Hello, and welcome to the Roam Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode, I'm going to take a look back at the Washington football team and Los Angeles Chargers game this past Sunday. There was a lot of mistakes that need to be corrected going forward for this team to be successful. Look at the matchup versus the Giants on Thursday. It's a quick turnaround, so they need to bounce back quickly. I also look at some of the waiver wire pickups for your fantasy football teams for this week. A lot to get to, so let's get started. You know, wrapping up the Los Angeles Chargers game, obviously one of the biggest takeaways is Ryan Fitzpatrick's injury. Um, at times recording on Tuesday, he's going to be out six to eight weeks. Um, so you're looking basically late November, excuse me, late October, early November. Uh, obviously, Heineke is the guy. You know, Heineke is the quarterback for this team for at least that time period, as long as he can stay healthy. Obviously, that's one of the biggest uh, downfalls for him is him, you know, staying healthy throughout his career. He put on 15 pounds of muscle this offseason, so hopefully that will help um, him accomplish that. You know, I did that film review a couple months ago talking about his performance against Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the podcast, and, you know, I liked a lot um, of what I saw. There's a lot to build on. There's a lot to... You know that they can play with his mobility is you going to be very beneficial for this team, especially with the offensive line struggles that we saw um, from Sam Cosme and Charles Leno. Um, obviously, that's why Fitz got hurt. Cosme got bull rushed and uh, got Fitz landed on awkwardly, and you know, that's why they're in this predicament. So um, that's going to help with Heineke, a guy that you know escape the pocket, elude the pocket. Um, you know, he's able to. You saw how shifty and crafty he is with that shovel pass to Terry McLaurin that picked up, you know, 12, 13 yards. So I have some faith in Heineke. Like I said, I like that film review I did with him against Tampa Buccaneers. I think the team can win with him as long as the defense holds up their end of the bargain, which they didn't do, you know, that good of a job in week one. Um, and as long as his weapons, um, Terry McLaurin, get involved like he did in, um, you know, the game plan. And, you know what they would expect with Terry didn't get the ball in the first half. Logan Thomas barely got the ball, um, so you know they really need to help. They need you know to lean on those guys going forward to help Taylor be successful. Getting Terry the ball, getting Logan the ball, getting Antonio Gibson the ball, um, getting Deami Brown or Cam Sims the ball, get him involved early. Um, so definitely, you know I think this team, like I said, can be successful with Heineke. You know this is the this is the ultimate tryout for Heineke. If he wants to be a starter in this league, this is where he's gonna you know show it. If he's successful and he gets his team, you know, winning, let's say they have a winning record these next six to eight weeks, they're not going back to fix fits. There's no reason to. If they get a winning record with Heineke, he should be their guy for the rest of the year. So, and I think it's possible. It's it's a tougher schedule these next six to eight weeks. Um, but if their defense shows up like they should, um, Heineke just plays good ball, um, doesn't turn the ball over, um, moves moves the ball down the field. I think Heineke can, you know, be the starting quarterback for this team and be them uh, keep them afloat and, and you know in the race in the NFC East. Um, he's a guy that you know re- reads the reads the field very well and quickly. That's really good from a quarterback perspective to go through your progressions in a timely manner because obviously you don't have all day, you know, back there throwing the ball. Um, very very, you know, good from a clean pocket when he gets you know his back step. He's you know pretty accurate. So um, again, a guy that I think you know will keep this team afloat and be successful um, as long as he's starting quarterback for this team. And the takeaways from you know, the running back and wide receiver rotation, um, they obviously lean on Antonio Gibson a lot. I get, I get that he's going to be one of the best young running backs in the league this year. Um, I also think they maybe should, you know, sprinkle in JD and Jared Pass a little more. You don't want to run Antonio Gibson into the ground this early in the season. You, he's going to be someone obviously they count on, and for the whole season, you got to keep him healthy. It's a 17 game season this year. Um, so I, I, as much as you know, I want to get Gibson the ball. I think they, you know, just for the sake of keeping him healthy, they need to switch it up a little more. Um, to uh, keep him fresh all year long. Receiver rotation is interesting. I, I, 
I'm Big D. I'm the Brown fan. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that um, I thought he'd be more effective in year 20, year two, you know, which in 2022. Uh, but obviously, he's playing a lot right now because of Curtis Samuel's injury. Um, and I, he didn't, he looked like a rookie on Sunday. He did. He didn't um, flash, you know, looked a little lost sometimes. So um, I, I really am a little confused of why Camp Sims only got two plays. Uh, you know, one of the plays he had a 17 yard first down. Um, Heineke has a good rapport with Cam Sims in that playoff game. makes Tampa Bay look his way a lot. So I expect Cam to get back in the rotation on Thursday. I don't know why Cam barely got any run on this past Sunday. So um, I think Cam should get a you know good amount of action. Diami still should as well. I don't want him to not play at all, but I just thought it was a little odd that he got so much run as he did um, right away. So um, I definitely look to get Cam involved. They have two open roster spots now with Fitzpatrick and Curtis Samuel on IR. Interesting to see who they bring up, whether they bring back up Antonio Gandy-Golden to give him a shot. Uh, maybe they bring in another running back. Um, Jonathan Williams on the practice squad. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm interested to see if they fill those two roster spots for Thursday. I would assume they would, but as of this recording, they have not. Uh, you know, tight end wise, obviously Logan, you know, got his run as, as should. He got some more targets in the second half. It was a nice touchdown catch he had from Heineke. Um, interesting that Ricky Seals Jones seems to be back up tight end. He was in more than John Bates. Um, Samus Reyes was inactive, which I kind of expected. He's not ready to play. I expect him to be a healthy scratch most of the year, if not all year. So, um, you know, definitely want to get some more production out of those backups just so Logan doesn't have so much pressure on him. Um, like I mentioned a little earlier, obviously the line wasn't great. Um, Cosby did not look good. Um, obviously, it's going against a guy like Bosa. It's understandable. He is still raw. His technique needs needs some work, and that wasn't going to happen overnight or, you know, one offseason that he's had so far in the NFL. So, um it's going to be a learning process. Um, this is who they you know, stuck with, obviously, after cutting Morgan Moses. This is, they knew they were going to have some growing pains, um, and this is you know, exactly what's happening right now. So I doesn't expect, obviously, you want Leno to get better. You, you don't want a guy that's been a starter for six, seven years to you know, be a casualty on that left side so, um, or a, you know, a problem. So hopefully that gets rectified. I thought the interior did you know, okay for the most part. Sheriff had a few penalties. Rui was solid as usual at center. Um, I thought Eric Flowers was good in the run game like he usually is at least going back to his first year first time in washington 2019 um defense line needs to step up no really flash pay, plays obviously you know montez Swick had that force fumble which is arguably a pass but you know luckily for washington they called it a force fumble uh chase had that really nice play at the end of the game to keep them alive to make it third down but those guys need to flash more i mean this is what this team is built on these are supposed to be their best players. Um, obviously, the Chargers had a good offensive line, but they were going against Rashawn Slater, a left tackle, who there's no way around it. He owned Chase and Montez. Like, he did exactly what he did to Chase at Ohio State. Um, and, you know, it's, they have to, if they want to be elite, if they want to be in the T.J. Watts of the world or Joe Bosa's, Chandler Jones, they have to make that next step. And I know it's their young, their second and third year, but for this team to get where they want, especially with... The quarterback play they they have this team if they want to get back to the playoffs those guys had to be outright dominant or close to it um and obviously that was not the case this past sunday um i know fatigue was part of it that they didn't play a lot they didn't play as much as they would in a normal game that's to be expected with the preseason when you don't get that many reps your wind is not there your fatigue is you know struggling and that that was evident because obviously they didn't show up very much interior was wasn't that great either as well deron had you know one or nice two slaps and i just got a rush a couple of nice rushes. He got held on one. That was pretty clear that resulted in a pretty solid play for the Chargers, unfortunately. But um, you know, other than that, like I said, this is supposed to be the bread and butter of the team, and I was just disappointed the way their first performance of the year. Obviously, it's a long way to go. Very, still very high on this guy. These guys, 
um, some of the best, you know, up-and-coming pass rushers in the league and defensive alignment overall. So, uh, again, I, I expect him to back, bounce back in the Giants. They have too much pride not to. Secondary was suspect. You know, I thought it was odd, the lack of reps for Cam Curl. I think he played about half the game, about 37 snaps. Out of, I think, 69 total. It was a lot of Bob McCain and Landon Collins. And Bob McCain played very well. I was impressed with him. He had some nice... Um, he, he was good in coverage. He came up, made a couple of nice plays in the run game. And, you know, stopping receivers have bigger gains. He made a couple of nice, um, you know, sticks on some guys. So I, I was impressed with Bob McCain. He is a true free safety. So I'm not surprised that he got as much run as he did. But, you know, Cam needs to be out there as well. Um, Landon, like I said, I'm high on him. I've talked about that in that podcast. I think he, this podcast, he's going to get better as he gets more reps and get healthy, even healthier. So, um Guess what my, my basis concern is the cornerback. Uh, William Jackson third was worth every penny so far in that first game. He was great in man coverage. Did a good job of Mike Williams. Um, obviously, it was a great interception late in the game. Kendall Floor did not play well in the slot or on the outside. Um, then gets had around on one of the balls to Jalen Guyton. Benjamin St. Juice was pretty bad. Um, he was good in man coverage, but like I saw in Minnesota, he does not get his head around very quickly and that's cost them this especially when you go up a guy like herbert that likes to throw that back shoulder ball and has receivers to do it you have to be on high alert to do that um and again he's a rookie it just it was pretty evident that he was a rookie out there um tory mctire played bad he only got a couple plays wasn't good in the slot honestly he looked lost out there a couple times keenan allen turned him around which we expected keenan allen's one of the best receivers in the nfl but you know tory just did look Again, just looked lost. I, they were high on him in the preseason. He had a good preseason as well, but makes you wonder why you know a guy like Jimmy Moreland was cut, who had you know more experience in the slot going into his third year. But um, you know that, that's obviously a move that's you know done and not doesn't even talked about. But again, Torrey didn't look good. Um, but you know this, the corners need to step up, and because this is not going to be. It's going to be a recurring theme because they're going against great quarterbacks at the great quarterback. They're getting a reprieve, hopefully, this week going against Andrew Jones. But then you have Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston look good. That's the following week. You guys got, you have Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, Russell Wilson all on the schedule. So Dak Prescott as well. So um, they have to have to get this rectified. They have to get it rectified quickly um, because this is not going to be the first time that they're facing a great quarterback. And Herbert is a great quarterback. Even going into his second year, he's the real deal. And uh, some of the Chargers are going to be. You know, building around for years to come, and you know, potentially competing for Super Bowls, um, even in that division with the Holmes, uh, Herbert's going to be a guy that'll be reckoned with in the AFC. Um, but anyways, yeah, second secondary needs to be, um, you know, clean up a lot of stuff. And honestly, the score was not as close as it, you know, said. Twenty sixteen defense had a lot of Chargers had a couple of trot passes. Um, that the the two turnovers in the red zone, it could have been a lot worse. The, the Washington was lucky to only lose by four points. Um, and obviously, you could take that a few ways that, you know, it's good that they played as poorly they did and still only lost by four one possession game. So you look in the positive manner, too. But definitely, there's a lot of things that need to be cleaned up. Uh, moving on to the Giants game, they didn't play as well either very well against Denver. Um, Denver's, a, I think, going to be a sneaky team that AFC West is as long as Teddy Bridgewater plays like he did in week one. They have a great defense. They did a good job against the Giants offense. Daniel Jones does what he does and turns the ball over. Um, hopefully that continues against Washington. Uh, Saquon Barkley was limited due to his coming back from the ACL. I expect him to be limited again on Thursday. And plus, Washington had a good success against him at least one of the games in 2019. Um, so, uh, you know, maybe they could start the run as well against him. Kenny Galladay had a couple of nice catches. He's another big body guy. If they're going to throw back shoulders, that's where this team was exploited out against the Chargers. So that's something to look out for. Hopefully, Jackson's more on Kenny Galladay. 
Sterling Shepard is a good slot receiver, so Kendall's got to be on his A game and uh, you know play better than he did last week. Darius Lane's a good wide receiver too, um, as well for the Giants. Evan Ingram was out on Sunday; um, he has a chance to be out out again on Thursday. It'll be a good help for big help for Washington because um, they have had some struggles with tight ends in the past. Jared Cook had some nice plays on Sunday, so. Um, I think Kyle Rudolph is their backup tight end, and um, he would be their number one option if Ingram out. Um, on defense, they have a good interior pass rush. Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence. So they don't have to deal with the edge rushers that they did against the Chargers. Um, Gi- Giants don't really, not really have the greatest options. Ozizer uh, Delari is a rookie um, from Georgia, the second-round pick. Um, is probably one of their better pass rushers. But other than that, the pass rush out the middle is something they got to keep an eye on. Um, they struggled against Denver. Denver had their way. Von Miller had a few sacks. Um, Bradley Chubb is a great pass rusher. He did a good, good job as well against the Giants. So um, you definitely have to account for the interior pass rush, but I think Heineke will be equipped to handle it. Um, have to get Terry McLaurin involved early. It was odd that he didn't get as many passes as he should have. Obviously, he had that amazing highlight catch, one of the you know, probably the best catches you'll ever see against the Chargers. So um, he needs to get involved early, even if they just want to give him some screens, slants, you know, quick quick games. Just to get, you know, he, you need your best player to touch the ball, and he obviously is one of the best players on the team, if not the best player. Gibson, they need to get Gibson going. Um, again, I would try to get Cam Sims, Mergle in there, De'Ami Brown. Giants defense was pretty poor. So they've out, allowed over 180 yards to the Broncos on the ground, so hopefully Washington can, you know, pound the rock with Antonio Gibson, get McKissick some carries as well, even Jared Patterson. Um, the Giants secondary is pretty solid. Got James Bradbury, one of the best corners in the league. Adore Jackson is a free agent signing. Uh, a lot of speed out there in the secondary. Good safety play with Xavier McKinney and Jabril Phillips and Logan Ryan, so um, uh, it's, it's just going to be uh, it's going to be a little bit of a Tough task trying to get that pass game going. Uh, but again, Denver had no problem doing it. Teddy Bridgewater had a nice game. Um, Broncos had some good receivers as well. So that, that helped. And Washington has a good receivers as well, too. So I think they, they can exploit those matchups. I think Scott's going to have a, hopefully a much better game plan going into the, the Giants game. I know he likes to do rollouts. Um, he doesn't do that. He didn't do that very much last year with Alex because of the injury. Didn't see it very much with Ryan. So with a more mobile quarterback with Taylor Heineke, I expect to see some rollout game. I'm um, trying to get some good plays in that. And that, uh, that alignment, especially with Heineke, he can take off and run if nothing's there. So I, I'm expecting to see more of that um, just to get this offense going and get uh, you know get flowing because they, they, they need to and this defense can't do everything. And clearly, if they're going to play later week one, they have to you know score some points. But again, I, I don't want to sound too poor on defense. Just I, I just I think they need to step up because it was it was it was bad to see him them have a 14 to 18 performance on third downs a lot of miscommunication like ron said there's a lot of guys covering two guys at once um a lot of things that can be rectified but um it just gives you unfortunately flashbacks the defense that were led by joe barry and greg minuski and you don't want to see that ever again because those are some horrible defenses and these are great defensive minds and ron rivera and jack Rio. so i think they'll get it rectified it was just disheartening to see um this defense revert to some of those you know bad habits of a couple years ago so you know, I think um, I think the Giants game is a huge game. Um, this is the first and only division game for a couple months. They don't play a division game again until the last five games of the season, and they're all division games at that point. So, it's nice to get some get back with the Giants. See, they haven't beat them uh, since 2018. So it's time to get off the schneid there. Um, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a good game. I think Washington's going to come out, you know, hyped, ready. Um, you know, they got you know borderline embarrassed on defense, so I think they're going to come out with some pride and do the best they can to put on a good performance. 
at home, nationally televised against the Giants, and kind of back up some of that, you know, talk that the media was giving them all all offseason, based on how great these events would be, and hopefully they can they can show that and um, validize uh, validate excuse me validate that uh, that high praise. Um, you know, moving on to the fantasy football perspective uh, of the podcast. Some waiver wire pickups. Jameis Winston um, is a guy to look at. Obviously, pretty evident with having five touchdowns against the, um, against the Green Bay Packers, going to the Carolina Packers. This, Jesus, the Carolina Panthers this week. Um, you know, Carolina obviously is. They have a couple good players in defense. They have an improving secondary with J.C. Horn, um, Jeremy Chin at safety, um, A.J. Boy at corner. So I think. Yeah, it's not a perfect matchup, but I think Jameis can make some good plays again. They've always had some good success against Carolina, you know, in Sean and all of Sean Payton's, you know, years there in New Orleans. So I think Jameis would be a good pickup, a guy you can start. Maybe that he's a top fifteen play, I maybe mean, top twenty. But Jameis definitely is a guy that um, you, know, you could hang your hat on at least ahead as a QB two in your roster. Um, a little throw, you know, another little guy to mention, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, he's playing Cleveland this week, so it's a tougher matchup. But he's a guy that maybe you want to roster as a QB two. Um, Love a guy that you can provide some stats for you in the run game. Tyrod's going to be a guy that also you know, can give you 30 or 40 yards a game rushing and maybe a rushing touchdown as well. He had a great first game against the Jaguars, um, and he's a guy that consider you know just to have on your bench going forward um, when you, you have a guy on by or maybe just matchup based. Tyrod might be someone to consider. Um, running backs, Mark Ingram going back to the Houston Texans backfield. Mark was clearly the number one um, running back in that committee with Philip Lindsay. And David Johnson, he had 26 carries, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Um, you know, he has a lot of familiarity with the head coach in Baltimore, or excuse me, head coach in Houston, David Cully, who was with him in Baltimore. So I think he's given Ingram every chance he can to uh, be that number one back. Um, so I don't expect Ingram to get 26 carries every week, but obviously if you're looking for you know running back pickup, Ingram's a guy to look at if he's going to get that much volume. 26 carries is... You know, a lot of volume in today's NFL. Um, next, Elijah Mitchell, running back for the San Francisco 49ers. He had 19 carries, 104 yards, and a touchdown. They're playing Philly at Philly this week. Um, Mitchell's a guy I really liked coming to Louisiana last year. He was a sixth-round pick. He had a great career at Louisiana. Um, obviously, he's a guy that Kyle Shanahan likes a lot. He, he made Mitchell active over Trey Sermon, who Sermon, I think, was a third-round pick. Mitchell, a sixth-round pick. So, um, thing you got to take into consideration here is that Kyle, he definitely does a little committee in that backfield you don't Elijah Mitchell could be a star this week and get five carries next week but definitely got to be needs to be rostered I expect him to be the starting running back this week just based off the volume he got last week when Raheem Mostert went down Mostert's out for six looks like eight weeks so it looks like Mitchell's going to get that first opportunity um, I expect Trey Sermon to be active this week just because you know with Mostert out but um, I expect Mitchell to get that first crack at you know being the dominant running back in that backfield some wide receivers, you get Tim Matt, Tim Patrick, wide receiver from the Denver Broncos. Uh, he had four catches and 39 yards and a touchdown this past week against the Giants. Um, they're playing Jacksonville Jaguars this week. It's a really good matchup. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Well, that's a good matchup. Jacksonville's going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. Um, Tim Patrick's a guy, a lot of talent, big body receiver, Teddy Bridgewater. I could definitely like throwing to him, I could tell already. Um, he's going to, especially with Jerry Judy out for the next four to six weeks, this is a guy I would look to get. He's going to start opposite of Cortland Sutton. Patrick had a nice year last year, 51 catches, 742 yards, and six touchdowns. Um, filling in for Cortland Sutton when Cortland Sutton when he turned his ACL. So Patrick's a guy to look at. Um, Nelson Aguilar, the receiver for the Patriots, uh, five catches, 72 yards, and a touchdown. Get a good matchup against the Jets this week. Uh, Mac Jones looked, you know, very competent and very solid in his first start. Uh, I think Mac Nelson Aguilar is clearly their number one wide receiver in New England. 
obviously you still find those targets to tight end with John o. Smith and Hunter Henry, but um, Aguilar is a guy that if you're going to pick a Patriots receiver, he's someone to consider. Then you got Brian Edwards, uh, receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Monday night, he had four catches, 81 yards. It all was until the late fourth quarter in overtime, um, but he's a guy they've been talking up all training camp. Um, all preseason, he was a guy really talented in South Carolina. Had a few injuries, is why he dropped in the draft. But he's a physical freak. I think Rudy compared him to Terrell Owens. I'm not going to go that far, but um, you know, he was evident even in that play that almost was the game when he touched down in overtime. Beautiful adjustment to come back to the ball and uh, carry his defender a couple yards, almost get into the end zone. So uh, Brian Edwards is a guy to consider because I think Carr likes him and he could be that number one receiver for the Raiders. Obviously, Darren Waller is still their number one weapon. Uh, wide receiver or tight end but edwards is the guy that uh, might be their actual number one receiver uh going forward the rest of the year um, and lastly uh, at tight end you got Jawan johnson tight end from the saints three catches 21 yards two touchdowns um he did a lot with his snaps he only played 18 snaps um but he's a guy that they really like i've heard as well in new orleans um he was a former receiver at tennessee another guy that you know making that position switch um he's more maybe if you're in a dynasty league someone definitely to look at because i think he's only gonna get better as you go into that tight end position. Um, he's still um, splitting reps with Adam, Trot Adam Trotman, their second round, I think it was second round pick, or third round pick back in 2020. I'm a guy from a small school in Dayton, dominated at that level, and I know they like him a lot as well. And actually, Trotman played a lot more snaps. Um, he played about 81% more. He played 81%, Juwan played 19% for the game. I um, mean, he had six targets. That was most of any New Orleans um, receivers or tight end. So Trotman's a guy maybe you want to consider as well, but Juwan Johnson's the one that had two touchdowns this past week, so it looks like Juwan is definitely more of a red zone target to look for, or Jameis looks for when they get down there. With that, that will conclude this Roman Run League episode. Washington team had a tough season opener, but we'll look to get they will look to get back on track this Thursday. I don't want to call it a must-win, but it's a very important game early in this season, um, especially with a tough matchup in Buffalo coming in Week Three. Also, I hope some of these fantasy tips help you in your leagues. Next week, I'll be back with a new episode previewing the Washington Ball team game versus the Buffalo Bills, and we'll take a look back at the New York Giants game. You can follow me on Twitter at NFL Scout. 21 and Instagram at Roman around the league underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.